Hi, this is Savannah. And this is Brian from the Dorky Diva Show. And you're listening to Star Wars. The best place for below average Star Wars. In a world where people need 80s and 90s movie reviews, two regular Geordies combine forces to bring you the Brother to Brother 80s and 90s movie review podcast. Check them out on Twitter, YouTube, and all decent podcast vendors. Hello there, and welcome to the Star Wars Show, the best place for below average Star Wars. I am the Geordie Jedi Pete. And I am Jason Hondo Lake. And we're back with a brand new episode of Star Wars, where we're going to break down all the comings and goings of the Lucasfilm Star Wars team at the biannual Disney D23 event. Jason, are you excited to talk about some awesome things? Bad Batch, Mandalorian, Tales of the Jedi, Andor, Skeleton Crew, Ahsoka. Oh, what what more could I ask for? You know, we've had lots of little announcements over the weekend that's just whetting our appetite for what's to come over the next couple of years. Yeah, I think that was really, really... To be fair, I've been quite ill this week. Um, sort of last weekend, I was away in Cardiff for the WWE pay-per-view, which was fantastic. Um, and then I've been non-stop work since. Um, work's been really, really hectic, really, really stressful lately. And then I've been quite ill with, I hope not COVID. I haven't tested, I don't have any, don't have any test kits. But yeah, so I've sort of still been having to work full time and do extra. And I've been coming home and just sleeping. So I almost forgot it was day 23 until I saw sort of the Twitter talk about the trailers um, this weekend, which, you know, was sort of a night, I suppose it was a nice surprise, you could say, because I'd forgotten about it, which is a good thing. Um, <laughs> Let's just dive in first with obviously the Bad Batch, a show I know that you really, really love, Jason. Um, obviously, we've talked on the show a few times about it possibly coming out in September, coming out in October, sort of it running sort of alongside the halfway point of Andor. Um, but no, it's been confirmed that the Bad Batch season two will start on the 4th of January 2023 with a double episode. Um, so obviously, it's not too far away, but it's a bit further than we thought. Um, what were your sort of first thoughts when you when you see the announcement? Um, at first, my heart broke um, because I was looking forward to it, and I sort of set my heart on. I, I've been over the last week or so. There's been lots of stories going online. One minute it was um, pretty certain that it was going to be next year. Then. Um, for several weeks, it's been circulating that it was still showing up on Disney Plus Australia as being the 28th of September. So I was sort of holding out hope. Um, so obviously to get the announcement this weekend, 4th of January, I was I was upset. But at the same time, I thought, well, it'll be a nice way to start 2023. So I, I can cope with that. Um, 
and obviously, you know, we we've still got quite a bit of Star Wars to come this um, this year. Sorry if you can hear my oven beeping at me in the background there. Um, but hopefully, um, you know, obviously the Bad Batch, um, we've got quite a lot to catch up with once we finally do get to see those new episodes. Yeah, I think for me, I'm just glad that they've actually give us an official release date. It means, you know, we, we yeah. stop trying to read into tweets and read into Australian streaming algorithms and people maybe telling lies on the internet and reading that and talking about it. It'll give us an official date, which is fantastic. I think 4th of January probably sounds about right. Um, you know, and Andor's huge. Andor's around the corner, I know, 12 episodes. And then they're going to give us some new Star Wars in the new year. Um, you know, we've got Andor, we've got Tales of the Jedi coming. And then and then Bad yeah. Batch coming, coming in the new year. Makes sense they want to keep Star Wars sort of every point of the year. Again, to keep us all subscribed to Disney Plus, I suppose. Um, they don't want to fall into the the Netflix trap, I suppose, of what they've struggled with lately. They want to they want to keep us subscribers there. Um, double episode, which is good. It's always good we get a get sort of a, a, a double episode season beginning. Um, I think it just helps us dive into it with a bit more, bit more chunky, chunky stuff to talk about. Gets us into the story better. Um, I'm excited for Bad Batch. I'm glad we've got a date. Um, and now put to one side as we look to divulge all of our attention on what's next. Um, before we move on, what's your, what's the things you're really looking forward to in the Bad Batch series that you're hoping to get, Jason? Um, obviously, I want to see more of what's going on with the Empire's plan. Now that we've seen that they've sort of destroyed Camino, um, but obviously they've got the people they need at this secret base. Um, so obviously I want to see what's going on there. Um, I want to see, obviously, the characters growing. Um, obviously we've got Crosshair's story to continue um, because he's still sort of separated from the guys. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's lots to look forward to. And at the same time, I sort of... They could surprise me with anything, and that's the thing that I love about um, Filoni and the guys behind the Bad Batch is um, that I don't fully know where the story's going to go, um, so I'm looking forward to enjoying the ride. Indeed, the ride is always awesome. The money's in the tapes, as they say. Um, moving on from that, then the Mandalorian. So we did get. The Mandalorian trailer, which I think is the same one from Star Wars Celebration, that wasn't shown to the public. Um, it has been released yep. officially on the Star Wars YouTube account. Um, which I take it you've watched a couple of times, Jason? Yeah, as I explained, I've been out all day, so I've frantically watched everything this afternoon. Obviously, um, The Mandalorian, as everyone knows, I love to pieces. Um I'm quite looking forward from the trailer. You know, this very much looks like we're going to see um, what caused the divide on Mandalore um, with obviously um, the the different factions and how that's going to play out with the Mandalorians trying to rebuild um, as it looks like... Um, from the footage, obviously, Bo-Katan's very much in the throne room 
that we'll remember from Clone Wars um, and obviously where we saw that final battle with um, Darth Maul and Ahsoka. Um, so, yeah, there's, there was a lot of stuff. that, um, And again, obviously, we got the images of um, Grogu. Um, obviously, Mando's very much now embraced the fact that he is Grogu's father figure um, and took that on um, and it looks like there's a lot of fun to be played and obviously you know looks like we're going to see a lot more about Grief Karga as well with um, it looks like he's very much in charge of wherever he is at the moment um, and you know he, he seemed to be dressed very impressively um, so I'm looking forward to seeing what's going on that side of things. Um, obviously, now that Cara Doom's sort of out of the situation, um, so we've got that character to explore a little bit more with. Um, and obviously, um, Penny Motto is returning, which I'm sure everyone will be really pleased about because she's just such a fun character. To have there on the show. Definitely, I think for me, the vibes I picked up from this trailer were uh, number one, that whether the Mandalorian took his helmet off or not, it doesn't change the fact that he's in a clan of two with him and Grogu, and he's obviously yeah. the, the dad of the clan, he's the oldest member of the clan, um, and he takes that responsibility really seriously into heart. Um, whether the whether the armor accepts him or not, that doesn't matter. The fact is, he's in the clan of two with Grogu. And he plans to protect Grogu at all costs and protect the clan too. Um, I think, obviously, you know, we see him and Grogu sort of going on some adventures. We see Grogu at some points in the the dome on the old droid um, section of the Naboo Starfighter. Um, but then we also see him move into the cockpit with Mando. And then I think we see, looks like, Pelly Model's actually going to give him the R5 droid to go in the droid pit. Yeah. Which is. Yeah, exciting. that's what it looks like. Um, so, gaining a bit of growth from Mando, you know, a guy who didn't like droids at all. He then learned to accept them and work with them. And then, you know, we're going to see him working more with them here, which is fantastic. Um, I think Bo Katan um, very much being portrayed as maybe the, uh, the enemy in this trailer. Um, she seems quite moody. Um, you know, she's on Mandalore. Looks like, looks like no one wants the planet Mandalore. Looks like there's some Mandalorians there and what's left of it. But they, they can't really get anything going because they're probably still infighting with each other, um, if that makes sense. So I think she's a bit moody yeah. because of the Darksaber. Um, you can see her sort of having some digs at Grogu saying, oh, do you, did you think your dad was the only Mandalorian? It's like, well, hang on a sec, because uh, you're only being grumpy because you haven't got the Darksaber. Um so it'll be interesting to see where that goes. Um, my biggest thought was, I, I, I thought if a Ahsoka could see Bo-Katan going on the way she's going on, like, I bet you'd have something to say about it. Yeah. So I wonder if we'll get that. Obviously, it's not in the trailer, but, you know, this this show is very much linked into Luke Skywalker to Ahsoka, into the storytelling of what's going on between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. So um, time will tell. But no, I love the fact we saw seeing Bo-Katan inside the like inside the throne room, I thought was really cool to see sort of that sort of Clone Wars scene in live action was fantastic. Thought some of the uh, the wider shots of of the Mandalorian capital, um, 
being pretty desolate and ruined were pretty hard hitting and, and good. Um, this sort of shows the extent of what's happened there. Um, we saw some Mandalorians in action, sort of firing out the bottom of a ship with the jetpacks on, ready to go into combat, which was quite cool. Um, yeah, I was, I'm, I'm yeah, a... we um, did you? Uh, there was also the shot with um, where the Mando was stood with a group of Mandalorians um, with lots of different colours and lots of different styles of armour, um, which I. Uh, I took that as partly, you know, obviously, um, as you know, I'm good friends with a lot of the guys from the Mandalorian Mercs um, over here in the UK, and I know they're all over the world. Um, and that's very much their way, you know. All the Mandalorians have their own different sorts of armour, different colourings, different... Um, so it's quite fun to see that they're sort of embracing that, and whereas previously we'd seen you know, all very similar armors. There was quite a few different helmets and different um, styles on show. Um, so I'm quite looking forward to that. Definitely. And I like the fact that Bogotan sort of points out the fact that it hadn't been for the cult who, like, that weird cult that Mandalor is part of, you know, where they're like, oh, you can't take your helmet off from after hiding the ground and da 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 da. Then, like, maybe it would be more for. Um, so, you know. Not only having to dig at Grogu, which having to dig at the cult, or that sort of that's helped split Mandalore apart a little bit. Yeah, um, which which was good. Makes me think that we will we see Bo-Katan versus the uh, the um, the armorer. The way was yeah. That's that was what I that was where I thought it was heading, um, and obviously at the same time, Mando sort of split between the two. Um, so it could be quite an interesting sort of take. Is he going to unite the two parties? Indeed. Anything else about the trailer that you like that you want to talk about? No, I think we've uh, covered it, obviously. Um, it's um, one of those ones that I've sort of seen bits and pieces of it on the internet, but seeing it properly, um, it just... It gave me the vibes. It was what I was expecting. I wanted to see. Um, and at the same time, also seeing clips from what we'd seen in the past as well. It um, it just showed me that I was looking forward to seeing how it's going to move forward. Definitely. I think for me, I'm excited to see us go to new planets, um, including Mandalore, which you know, is a planet we've seen before, but we haven't seen it in the series before, so I'm excited to see the, these these new places in the series. Um, I'm excited to see Grogu interact with Bogotan, Grogu interact with the Armorer. Um, I'm excited to see, as you said, Grief Kargas looking looking very governor like. Uh, yeah, he's fine. He's fine attire. Looking to see what situation he's got himself into and how he's always there to help the Mando and the child. Um, looks like we're gonna get some dog fights with the N1 Starfighter in action. So. Always excited to see some awesome dogfights, especially including such a such a um, fantastic ship as the M1 Starfighter. Um, we also got announced that it was obviously streaming twenty twenty three. I think we all believe it's going to be you know beginning of twenty twenty three. You know it's going to be in the first three months, I would imagine. Um, so you know if we're getting Bad Batch in January, we might get Mandalorian February March, um, perhaps. 
but time time will tell, I suppose. Um, depending on what else they've got up their sleeve, you know. Um, if you had to put money on it, what month would you pick for the Mandalorian season three to start streaming? Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure whether they'll hold off till after. Because if they held off till after the Bad Batch, we're heading towards May. Um, so I'm almost wondering, could it be a May the 4th special? I think the, I think we see this every year and they never do anything on May the 4th. Is that, is that right? I, I yeah, remember. true. Well, I'm optimistic. They might surprise us next year. I mean, I'd rather have it earlier than if I had to wait on May the 4th. If you give us a choice between March and May the 4th, I'd rather have it March. Oh, yeah. I'm just wondering if we're being a bit too greedy because I think what if we got is it 16 episodes of um, Bad Batch? I don't think officially. I don't know if they've announced what how many episodes there was. Was that how many episodes there was in season one? I think so. I've, I'd have to double check, but I'm pretty sure we were looking at 16 episodes. Um, I think that's the standard with the animated stuff. Um, but I am double checking myself as we speak. If it, if it was sixteen episodes, that would be fifteen weeks because you've got a double episode at the beginning. Um, yeah. So it will be at least. So obviously, weeks. that's what that's what makes me think that they might have a little break and then it'd fall for May the fourth. Um, but I, I don't know. Yeah, it was sixteen episodes first season. Um, and I'm pretty sure it's 16 for the second season. Yeah, so it, it, it's going to run to the end of March, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And then maybe a little break. You're probably right. So, yeah, I'm probably looking around May time then. Um, so, yeah, possibly Mandalorian around May time then. And then, you know, maybe Ahsoka, because that's in production now. Maybe we get that, you know, in the in the, in the summertime. But, yeah, um, Mandalorian season three, I'm really excited for it. I'm excited to see, um, you know, what it's like on the surface of Mandalore and also the politics yeah. on the surface of Mandalore and how that's working. But I'm also excited. I think we're going to get Luke Skywalker. I think we're going to get Ahsoka, at least for one episode. So I'm excited to see how that works out. I think, I think we're going to get that. Um, so I'm excited to see how they come into it again. Uh, I think they've been some of the most intriguing parts of the Mandalorian so far, um, in the Book of Boba Fett so far. Um Moving on from that, we got a Tales of the Jedi trailer. Um, so another animated series, sort of almost from the creators of Clone Wars. It's some of the the, the stuff that's set in the Clone War period. The animation looks bang on, like it's from the same team. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. I, I did see the introduction um, that Kathy Kennedy did, and it, she does say that it's come from. The Clone Wars, so um, yeah, it's very much the same animation. Um, very much got Dave Filoni's handprint on it, which boosts the confidence straight away. Um, and I'll be honest, this trailer really did excite me a little bit. Yeah, so it looks like we're getting sort of so Tales of the Jedi, it's an animated series. Um, I think we're getting like two stories told in it. Essentially, the story of Count Dooku as a Jedi, and then the story of 
Ahsoka as a Jedi. Um, yeah. So it looks like let's just start with Dugu. Um, so it looks like in his arc, ah. we're, we're going to see Dugu as a member of the Jedi Council, uh, or if not one of the Jedi Council, but like friends with the Jedi Council, with the Qui Gon Jinn as Padawan. You know, so we're, we're going to see you know a probably like a teenage or early 20s Qui-Gon Jinn alongside Count Dugu here. He looks a lot, a lot younger, but he, it's obviously yeah. Count Dugu. Um, in this trailer, we see him fighting alongside um, Qui-Gon. We see him fighting alongside Mace Windu. Uh, we do see Qui-Gon try to pull him back from doing something maybe quite dark ish but he just goes and does it and then tells Qui-Gon, yeah. you know, you need to learn to do that type of thing if you want to win. Um and then we also see the same incident type of thing happen with Mace Windu where he doesn't dare sort of defy Mace and he backs down, um, which yeah. says a lot about him as a man, I think. Um, and we also see, uh, I think one of the best, one of the greatest things about the Dugu one was we saw Dugu fight, looks like we see Dugu, Dugu fighting Yaddle. Um, I was going to say, that was the bit, I'm wondering if we're finally going to see what happened to Yaddle. Well, I think Yaddle's going to die, obviously, because there's a reason why Yaddle's yeah. not about come episode two, attack the clone. Exactly. Um, but yeah. I don't know if you noticed the location Yaddle was fighting in. No, I didn't. So it looks very much like the works. So if, at, at the end of attack the clones, when Dooku lands on Coruscant to give Palpatine the plans of the Death Star. Yeah. It, it's that building. Right. I think. Yeah. But yeah, I did. Uh, when I caught the glimpse of Yaddle, it was like, oh, this could be interesting because obviously it's a character that was very much talked about when the Phantom Menace came out and then just disappeared. Um, and as we know, um, Dave Filoni and George Lucas seem to like to tie up the loose ends using the animated series. So, uh, yeah, I'm quite looking forward to seeing. I definitely think that is the story that's going to be told there. Um, and did you notice um, the funeral that was taking place in the trailer as well? Yeah, so we'll, we'll get to the Ahsoka storyline soon. So I think just focus on the Duke one for, for, from the from now, yeah. though. I think, you know, I think yeah. if, if that is in the works... And Dooku is there, and that's where he fights Yaddle. I think that's a connection from Dooku to Sidious straight away. Yeah, uh, and yeah, also, definitely. And it's also a connection of Dooku to Yoda. Obviously, Yoda trained Dooku, and here is Dooku then fighting and looking to kill, you know, one of Yoda's fellow species who are quite rare in the galaxy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I like those connections there. Obviously, quite deep, deep connections. I think. I think what we'll see is obviously Dooku's on the Lost Twenty. So the Lost Twenty are usually Jedi who. Have left the order, you know. Not necessarily my yeah. understand, my understanding isn't my understanding of it isn't felt the dark side. It's people who decide to leave the order. Um, so I think we'll see him disagree to the point where he goes. I need to leave now, and then maybe he leaves, and that's where he gets turned once he's left. Um, perhaps. Yeah. But but no, I'm excited to see excited to see how these incidents happen, you know, and how it leads to him being. You know how he feels that he needs to leave the order, um, which will be which will be good. Um, yeah, diving into the Ahsoka storyline. Um, so first things first, you know we, we see uh, we see Padme's funeral. Um, in Ahsoka, yeah. at, Ahsoka's at the funeral. Um, my first thoughts when I seen her at the funeral was, 
I bet for her it was a case of if I go to this funeral, I mean, A, you know, she was friends with Padme, so Pierre respects the Padme. But also, you know, if Anakin was going to turn up anyway, it would be at that funeral. Yeah. So maybe it's like, you know, if Anakin's alive, I'll see him here. And then maybe when Anakin doesn't turn up, it might be double heartbreak for Ahsoka. So it's heartbreak on that Padme's dead, her friend Padme's dead. And then the fact Anakin's not there, to me, that in her mind, there'll only be one thing. It means Anakin's been killed during Order 66. Yeah. So it's like Obviously, it, 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 the one thing that I instantly thought about was obviously the story that we've had so far of Ahsoka, um, obviously, which finished this sort of time at the end of the Clone Wars story. Obviously, we'd seen um, Ahsoka and Rex crash and survive and obviously she left you know at this point Darth Vader Anakin thought that Ahsoka had died in that crash um so I thought mm, at this time it would have been not long after the crash and would she have come out of hiding so quickly or how is it playing you know obviously is she still in hiding so that how is that going to play? So for me, when they watch the end of Clone Wars, I think you know the crash happens and Ahsoka flees it, and then we see yeah. Vader, then we see Vader arrive. I think that's like years apart for me. Yeah, I I get that, but I'm just wondering, obviously, because we know for a long time Ahsoka's in hiding after that. But I don't know. It, this is why you know so, there's so much of a gap. I think if she's, got really... a, if she's got a hood up and Naboo's a friendly nation to her, I think, you know, and the, funeral, yeah. the funeral's like it's got a heavy imperial presence there. Um, yeah. Know, I think she's more than capable of hiding in, in that area. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's, it's an interesting thing to see included in the story because, as I understand it, um, a lot of the story is about her time as Anakin's Padawan. Um, and the relationship they had. So it, it's an interesting piece to be included. Um, but as a, as a whole, you know, the Ahsoka character, we're, uh, over the next year, we're going to learn a lot, lot more about what's happened to her. Yeah, I think one of the things that, really, that I really liked was the fact, you know, we, we see Anakin, obviously Matt Lanter's back, Voice Nanigan, um, yeah. in true Clone Wars style. Um, we see, um, you know, he's, he's got the clones, got the blasters at her on stud. Yeah. And he, he's like, again, again, you need to be able to dodge this. And without that train, maybe she wouldn't be able to, when she dives up into the ceiling in that season finale, four episode run of Clone Wars, maybe she doesn't escape. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, you see this train that Anakin's given to her, and it looks like quite intense train. You almost think, is it borderline on pushing someone too hard? But, you know, it's actually what helps us survive Order 66. Um, so I thought that was really cool how you, how Anakin's training actually is what enables Ahsoka to survive Order 66. is fantastic and really, really good foreshadowing. Um, yeah. I really like the stuff with, like, baby Ahsoka. You see sort of baby Ahsoka using the Force to talk to a big giant cat, uh, like, a, like a menacing yeah. cat. Um, and we see sort of the, the Tugrut as... Your Tugrutas, aren't they? Yeah, Tugrutas. Um, yeah. We, we, we see them sort of saying, oh, Soka is Jedi. So it makes me think that the Tugrutas have probably called Plo Koon to come and take her away rather than Plo Koon found that and took her. 
Um, they probably went, oh, like, Ahsoka here is a baby, but she's, we've seen her use the Force, so she's Jedi, so she needs to go with you. Um, yeah. So a bit more sort of that type of destiny involved in it, because I don't know if you read the High Republic, but um, there's a bit there where the, the Pagoda sort of on, on part of the Republic in, in the High Republic era, but the, sort of the respect, right. and respect the Jedi. And, and there's a big bit in there about sort of the Togota, the warriors, and and you know I think I think definitely read the High Republic era. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah, and you'll, and you'll see that. Um, so I found that really interesting. Yeah, cool. And yeah. I just think I think we'll see Ahsoka go from there to the Jedi Council. I think we'll see how you work with Plo Koon. We'll see how obviously with with um with Anakin, and then I think we'll see you know maybe some moments of pre-order 66 and might even see it as a operative of the rebellion because we did see that inquisitor uh yeah i'm quite sure i don't think they're going to give him the name or title yeah very menacing Inquisitor actually look look more like a demon yeah. than inquisitor um but yeah and we saw sort of ready to fight the inquisitor um so that's probably definitely you know more on the road to rebellion um with yeah the inquisitors are there which is good so we're going to see sort of from pre-clone wars to clone wars to rebellion for Ahsoka, which is fantastic. Um, this is what we want, really. And I think, you know, with, with, yeah. Dooku, with Dooku, we're going to see sort of Dooku in the Jedi Order, everything being fine, and then Dooku in the Jedi Order, everything not being fine, and then you might even see Dooku sort of on the path towards the dark side afterwards as well. Yeah, I think you're probably right there. There was a Jedi funeral, oh. um, and I'm assuming it was in the Dooku storyline. Um, possibly Yaddles, maybe. Yeah. So uh, we will see. I mean, I hope we don't get Dooku killing Yaddle and then turn up at the funeral, pretend that he hasn't done it. No one knows, maybe. That would be tragedy all over, wouldn't it? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, definitely not the sort of uh, usual start. But then again, there's duplicity of the the Sith and the dark sides. Uh, but um, I, I definitely think they're treating this series very much in the same way that they've treated Visions last year um, because it's quite interesting that they're releasing all six episodes at once um, so we'll get to enjoy all six of the episodes very quickly <laughs> Do you know when we're getting them? Um, uh, October 26th Okay, so there you go. So Tales of Jedi is coming October 26th, so that would be, you know, we'll still be getting Andor episodes then. Um, yeah. Which is fantastic. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, so very much like they did with Visions last year. So, Any closing thoughts on what you want from Tales of the Jedi, what you're looking forward to most? Um, I'm looking forward to seeing really because they are two of my favourite characters. Dooku, obviously, we didn't... Um, at times, I felt he was portrayed as a bit of a cartoon villain. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing a bit more of his story and how he's got to where he is. Um, and obviously, as we know, I love Ahsoka. Um, really pleased that, obviously, Ashley Eckstone, after not getting um, the part for live action is still getting to put a mark with the character and you know she's clearly 
uh, let's face it, she will always be a big part of the Star Wars family. Um, and again, same with um, Matt Lanter. Um, anything that sees those two return as the characters is great. Definitely. I think for me, Dooku, you know, when we meet Dooku in Attack of the Clones, he's a Dark Lord of the Sith. You know, he is he is that villain. Yeah. And he is throughout the Clone Wars and he is from when he, his life ends in Revenge of the Sith. I think if you read Dooku Jedi Lost, um, the audiobook, um, that shows a lot of sort of Dooku's backstory and it's very intriguing. Um, and I think yeah. it's going to be along the same vein, very, very intriguing stuff. Um, so yes, it's very exciting. Um yeah, and I can't wait to get those stories alongside Andor. It's gonna be gonna be fantastic. Um moving into Andor, uh, we got a new Andor teaser um played on the Star Wars YouTube. They've also put an eight minute clip on Disney Plus, so you can watch sort of the Andor eight minute clip. Um I've seen both. Um again, just yep. I think we're ready now. This 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 is out the this is in the oven, cooked, it's done, ooven's turned off. We're just gonna open the oven now and devour. Um so I, I think, yeah, Definitely. I'm so excited for Andor. You know, 12 episodes season. That's meaty, very meaty. Um, the shoot yeah. was huge. The locations was many. Um, you know, I think we're going to get a timeline jump quite a bit, even in the first season. Like over, It's probably going to span a couple of years, I think. Um, you know, yeah. even in the, in the clips, we've seen clone troopers. We've seen Imperial troopers. Um, we've seen Andor as a child, Andor as a young man in, in these clips so far, you know. So we're going to get a couple of time jumps. Um We've seen some memorable characters, you know. We've seen, um, we've seen Saul Guerrero. Um, you know, the fact we've got someone like Forrest Whitaker back is fantastic. Um, you know, I think I just, I'm just ready for Andor now. Can't wait for it to come. Obviously, three episode premiere. It's going to be absolutely wonderful. Um, what were some of your things from the team? This new sort of trailer dropped that you liked. Um, I think it's so. You saw a bit more of the greedy um, Imperials um, and the fact that obviously the Rebels are going to cause some real issues. Um, again, the the build-up, I'm looking forward to seeing the character of Andor and Mon Mothma and how the Rebellion grows. Um, also, with the new... Um, the teaser that they've put, or the nine—I think it's eight, nine minutes—that they've put up on Disney Plus for Disney Plus Day. Um, there was, a, there was almost well, I'd say we got to see an entire scene with Andor and Stellan Skarsgård's character, who I can't remember the name of, um, and obviously their first meeting, um, and it's and it's really where we see Andor being sort of asked to join the rebellion um which it it was quite an intriguing scene and um the i think they were imperials that attacked and uh, this whole sequence was it certainly gave you a taster and i was thinking yeah we're gonna it's there's a bit of political intrigue here but there's also a lot of action which is what we've come to love with star wars um and it also it gave me the feel then of almost being almost like the clone wars in some ways um in giving us a bit more than what a movie would normally give us 
Um, and I think that's going to be a big thing with this 12-part series is obviously we've got a more in-depth story um, that they've got the opportunity to tell because they've got a bigger amount of time to build up to it. Yeah, I think I think that's, that's my biggest thing about this is that, you know, we're going to see sort of, you know, it's, it's going to take its time. And we're going yeah. to get great action sequences, but we're going to get nitty gritty story as well. Um, almost at like a Breaking Bad level, I think, which is fantastic. You know, I think I think we're going to we're going to see this sort of young man go from go from a child on the run, a child to as a steal out of necessity, to someone who then you know uses that to make money and live, to then you know uses it to defeat these people who he hates. You could say, you know, um, yeah. I think some of the things in trail I like I like the fact that we saw and I, I don't know if you've got this vibe so and I and I don't know the canon situation of sort of Mon Mothma and and if she's married or not, but I I got the impression that Mon Mothma's uh maybe in a same sex relationship uh in this in this clip, which I think is you know awesome. All, all for diversity. We see the way she's speaking to another female who seems to be quite close to her. Um but again, it's just a clip, so who who knows? You know, it was a very, 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 very quick clip. But I don't think we've ever seen sort of Mon Mothma's family discussed much. Um no. in the movies or, or in the novels after. Um so I think that that could be interesting. And you know, I think we're gonna see Mon Mothma battling with friends who are saying sort of we need to go to war right now, and sort of her being a bit like, No, we need to take our time. Um and see sort of how that how that plays out. Um so I saw I enjoyed seeing that side of my Mothma, the sort of vulnerable side, and trying to get things to go her way type of thing. Um, I enjoyed the fact that maybe we might be getting a, like I said, a, a game on Mothma maybe, which I think would be, you know, really, really good representation uh, for such a such a really good and powerful character um, in Star Wars. And in this show, that's going to be so huge. I think a lot of people are going to watch this show. Again, it's, it's really good device to there. And again, it, it seems to fit quite naturally from the clips I've seen as well. So I know, I know people sometimes call out things being forced and stuff, but you know, it's it's absolutely not. If it happens, it happens, and it's not forced. Um, so so no. So I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed seeing Saw Gerrera back. Um, bit more of a mad Saw Gerrera compared to the one we see in Rebels. Um, so we're getting more towards the yeah. one timeline, which I think is quite cool. Um, makes me think where um where uh, Skarsgård's character lies on the Rebellion front. Is he more towards the Bail Organa, um, Mon Mothma? side of the rebellion or is he more towards the Saw Gerrera side or is he just in the middle maybe um, time will tell we'll I, find I, out. I, I sort of took him as being he's almost like a spy master um, if, you, if you know what I mean he's the one that is building this behind the scenes um, he's sort of in the shadows doing the work that obviously the likes of Bail Organa and Mon Mothma can't do because of their positions. Um, but obviously we also see him with um, Mon Mothma so that we know there's a relationship there. Um, so, yeah, I, I think he is he, he's going to be an important part, I think, of the Rebellion and someone that we've not seen in the past. Yeah, I wonder if he's having dealings with them all. Maybe he's like helping them all a little bit. Like, you know, helping the more radical side, helping the more other side. 
helping to build them up. But time will tell. I think the good news is with the shows because it's going to because it's going to span quite a bit of time, especially over two seasons. But you know, in, in the first season, I think we we could see as things develop. You know, people are going to have to change how their approach is. Just because someone stopped yeah. one way doesn't mean that. And that way, you know, Saul Guerrero started out as, you know, fighting the good fight, really. Do you know what I mean? Ends up being, you know, a little bit of a radical, you could say. <laughs> you know, that one. Yeah. Too many harsh terms, you know, just just because of but, just because of the life he lives and what happens to the man. Yeah. And I'm also intrigued to find out who the character that Fiona Shaw is and what her part in it is because Fiona Shaw is a great actress. Um, you know, obviously she's been about for years, famous for the Harry Potter series, but also for me, um, I don't know if you've ever seen the film, My Left Foot, um, which Daniel Day-Lewis, I think won the Oscar for. Um, and she was in that and she was absolutely amazing in that film. Um, so she's a real high caliber actress and I'm just looking forward to seeing how she's going to fall into the Star Wars saga so or storyline. Have you seen much uniform she's in or anything yet? Uh, well no she doesn't she doesn't seem to be in uniform um and she, the the way I see her character is this quite strange, um, wise? I don't know how to describe her, and that's what that's what makes me want to find out more about that particular character because I know that uh, an actress of her caliber is gonna bring something special to it. Um, so it'd be quite interesting to see what part she plays in it. Yep, yeah, definitely. I think something else I loved about the clip we saw is that you know we we spent a bit more time in the Senate, so we've seen the Senate a lot. You know we've seen the uh, the Republic Senate yeah. a lot in the prequels. This is now the Imperial Senate, and it's got a bit more of a sort of a. It's no longer feels glamorous. It feels almost a bit stainless steel esque, like you know, lacks. I was going to say lacks sterile. Yes, yeah, sterile likes lacks character, lacks flavor. Um, you know, we see yeah. we see my Mothma there. You know, we see the 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 you know the the building's the same essentially, but you know it's just changed inside slightly. But you know, I think the atmosphere has certainly changed. Uh, have they confirmed if Palpatine's yeah. back for this series? I imagine we'll all see him addressing the people. I uh, I don't think they've confirmed him, but I'm pretty sure that he's gonna be in there some point. Uh, but it's quite interesting because obviously he he appears briefly in Obi Wan. And obviously, um, I, I don't know if you notice in the documentary that they've done recently, we they show Ian McDermott shooting. Yeah, well, um, I, mean, it, I, I knew it was Ian McDermott be, before the documentary, so yeah, we, we know he's come back for small roles, yeah. you know. So, I think but it was, what I found interesting was it seemed to be that his part was filmed remotely. So I think with um, it being obviously with that, I don't know if you noticed in the documentary, but it, it was very much a COVID shoot. So, yeah, I think now things will be a little bit easier to get around for productions. But yeah, then it was a case if you had to do things. So it was like, by the time you fly him in and have him quarantined for two weeks, you can probably just do the shoot yeah. there because he's essentially sending a message to Vader. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so it, was, it was just quite interesting seeing him because obviously now 
at this time we're still going to see the very much battle scarred Palpatine. Um, so obviously seeing him having recorded that small part for Obi Wan, I would have thought they'd bring it. He's going to have to play some sort of part because he is the Empire. Um, you know, if you see the political intrigue with the Senate, then obviously he's a big part of that. I do get the feeling, though, that with the Senate now, because he is physically scoring, he's playing that big time. I think maybe he's not there all the time. So, like, I think, I think, no, no. I think Masamara and that are there. I think he maybe come yeah. out just for like the big stuff <laughs> and not just yeah. hide his face. But time will tell us, but we'll find out when the series starts. Not long to go now, not long to go at all. Closing thoughts on Andor before we move on. Just really excited, you know, um, and we've got we've got very little time to wait now. So, what is it, 10 days to go? Not long, not long at all. Um, so, yeah, um, I'm dreading it because I know I'm going to be very busy at that time. So, I'm going to have to, I think I'm going to have to wait till the evening to watch it. And I'll probably binge watch it. Yep. Spot on. Moving on. So they also had a skeleton crew um, part of the panel where Jude Law was there in person to speak about it. Um, They said that they'd just finished shooting, like, you know, within a day, day or two of the D23 panel, which is quite good. It means this is wrapped and ready to go to post production. So we're probably going to get this next year at some point, probably the back end of um, 2023, maybe. Um, yeah, talk us through. Obviously, Jude was talking about what skeleton skeleton crew is about. I know you, I know you checked that out a little bit, uh, Jason. So, fill fill us in. Yeah, it's obviously it's been sort of teased that this is very much a a more junior addition to the Star Wars story, um, and that basically there's um a group of youths that are lost in the Star Wars galaxy. Um, so it's going to be quite interesting. Be interesting to see what part Jude plays in the entire thing. Could he be a captain on a ship, or you know, where is he a Jedi? It could be anything. Um, which is what I'm quite looking forward to. Is they've they've told us that they finished it, but we don't know what's been finished. Um, I'm wondering timeline wise. Could this be, like you say, back end of next year? Um, could fall into the sort of timeline that we're getting um, Tales of the Jedi this year? Um, and is it going to be something, you know, I don't we really know how many episodes. It's very much being kept under, under wraps, which is quite nice for me because we know it's coming, but we've not heard a lot about it. So yeah, um, it's it's one of those things that we've just got to look forward to. It is indeed. I I think Jude Law could could play anybody. You're right. I think maybe this is going to stay away from the Jedi side of things. I just have a feeling. So I just yeah. think maybe maybe it's not going to be related to that. Um, but no, I'm I'm, I'm glad we've got a series that sort of started production, ended production of well principal photography anyway, you know, started principal photography and ended principal photography and finished its shoot without us knowing anything about it, which I think is fantastic. Um, yeah. 
and I can't wait till we get the first little sprinkles of what this show is about. I think for me, if you want to give us a tale of like teenagers or early 20s people trying to find their way in the galaxy, live action in Star Wars, fantastic. Like, yeah, totally up for that. Definitely. You know, you're going to have, you know, maybe a group of friends who maybe some of them get pulled in different directions and how does that work? And yeah, like very, very, yeah. very, very excited. It's, it, it almost, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm a big fan of um, the Jurassic Park stroke Jurassic World sort of um, films. And I don't know if you've ever called uh, Camp Cretaceous on um, Netflix, which is a spin-off from the Jurassic World series that runs in tandem with the films. And that's about a group of youths trying to survive and that series in itself has been absolutely brilliant and stands with the films brilliantly. Um, so if they deliver in live action something similar to that, uh, that's what I'm sort of hoping for. Yeah, it's almost like The Lost Stars by Claudia Gray, the book, which sort of runs along yeah. the original trilogy but follows these sort of these kids who become teenagers, who become young adults from the story and their, their journey through the Star Wars trilogy. Um, you know, and it's fantastic. Uh, it could almost be that for live action, which I think if it, yeah. does, if it does do that, then it's going to be a surefire hit, which I'm very, very excited about. Um, moving on from there, obviously we did see, they did show some clips from a, some sort of uh, still pictures from a saga. Uh, there's one you're very excited to talk about from the Ahsoka series. Jason, if you want to fill us in on it. Yeah, it's the image of Sabine Wren stood by the mural that we see at the end of Rebels. Um, and it just, obviously, it ties in and it, it's confirmed pretty much that, obviously, which we all knew, the Ahsoka series is the completion of the rebels story or or the further adventures of the rebels but in live action so i'm really really excited about that um and obviously we've had the announcement um i hope i get this right um iman asfandi is to play ezra bridger um, so obviously we've got our first glimpse of live action as Ezra Bridger or the person that's going to play him. Um, so obviously we know that story's coming. Um, so I'm quite looking forward to seeing um, how how many more of the Rebels characters they could bring in. Um, I would love. I'd actually love to see. Freddie Prince Jr. play um, Kanan Jarrus as a Force Ghost. Quite possibly, quite possibly. Yeah, <laughs> that to me would be something. Um, you know, if they pulled that off as possibly a surprise, then I'd be I'd be more than happy with that. So do you think do you think Ezra's going to be in the Ahsoka series or just at the very end? I think he's going to be a big part of it. For them to make an announcement of the actor, um, and obviously point out that uh, you know we all 
knew the story was going to be Sabine and Ahsoka searching for Ezra and obviously the likelihoods is we're going to see Grand Admiral Thrawn you know that's something that's been discussed over and over again and I think the fact that they've confirmed Ezra is in the series confirms that that's going to happen um, because they just go hand in hand Definitely. For me, I wonder if you know the cast announce the cast the cast announcements come quite late in the production. We've known Sabine for quite a while, so I think I wonder if maybe he's going to come into the last few scenes after they find him at the end of the series, and then maybe season two or whatever's next in the storytelling of the Mandoverse, as we call it, is we'll have him in more. I I think Disney and Lucasfilm at the moment seem to be enjoying drip feeding us. Character, um, so, actors. So, so they are. Um, but they've also had a big problem with leaks, where the leaks leak, yeah. and then they haven't gone back. They haven't announced. They haven't referenced it. But this wasn't leaked at all. So to me, it sounds like maybe, maybe. I don't well, know. The, 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 there's been all sorts of supposed, you know, so and so's going to be playing this part, um, and it's never been confirmed. You know, we've we've not had it confirmed that Lars Mikkelsen's going to play. Fraun, um, although it's hoped, you know, and there's been rumours flying I, around. I think, for... I think what I'm saying, I'm talking about the actual leaks that, like, Hollywood Reporter, you know, Variety, oh, yeah. you know, that, that confirmed, you know, for the Book of Boba Fett, for the Mandalorian Season 2, that, that then no one come from Luxembourg come to comment on because they knew it was true. They knew it had been leaked. And ended up being true because it was leaked. Not rumour. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I think with this... It hasn't been leaked, which I think is a good thing. Have they got leaks under, under control? Fantastic. Yeah. Because no, there's a lot of leaks that were true. But, or is it a case of have they just announced them because they've just cast him and he's literally going to do the end of the series? Because the series, the series is we need to find him and then we'll find him. And then season two or whatever series comes next in the Mando verse, yeah, will be a big part of that next step of storytelling, if that makes sense. Yeah, because I, I know Rosario Dawson is already saying that she's hoping for season two of Ahsoka. Um, yeah. So it would be interesting to see where that goes to. Um, although Rosario Dawson's well known for hoping a lot of stuff. And a lot of the time it comes true. Um, you know, uh, I'm, we're all hoping that she's going to get to appear in the new Daredevil series as well. So, yeah. And I think um, also... You've got to remember that, like, for Ahsoka to come back, we don't need Ahsoka season two. Like, it, it could literally be the battle for Throne. Yeah. It could be what the project's called. Do you know what I mean? Like, and she'll be yeah. back. So I think this Mando verse has told us that. Book of Warfare, Mando, Ahsoka, like, it's all telling this continuous storyline. Definitely. Uh, across the galaxy. So, you know, it's sort of one big project where these characters can interweave between them all. Um, yeah. And we get sort of linear storylines. So I think. I think, you know, the long-term goal is to get to, you know, a battle against Thorne, I imagine. Um, yeah. You know, so yeah, they're definitely all coming back. But I, I just think, I've just got a feeling that Ezra's going to be maybe the end the end of the Ahsoka series or towards the end. Yeah. And then and then we'll get loads of Ezra in the next, whatever project's next, that follows that storyline, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that would make sense. Um, but, oh, we We've got a lot. We've got to wait now, <laughs> um, but um, 
no, it's interesting to see where they're heading with it all. Um, and obviously, you know, like you say, it's always poetry. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Well, that brings an end to everything sort of I had on Star Wars at D23. If you've got anything you want to add, yeah. Jason. Um, just obviously one thing that's been noted is there was no mention of any films being in production. Well, they, but, but, there um, isn't, but there isn't any films in production, so why would you mention? I don't understand. Uh, I've, no, seen, I've uh, seen people online well, getting a bit, bit butthurt about it. And I'm just like, but there isn't anything in production, so you're not going to tell lies no, about well, this, that's not happening. Like, now, this is what they're also saying. Uh, when I say in production, I should say in development. Um, and it seems development on the films seems to have slowed. But I'm not necessarily... With the way, like we've just been discussing, with the way that the the Disney Plus stuff is going, we've got so much to look forward to. Do we need the films at the moment? So, you know, there's um there's stuff in the in the pipeline, but it seems to have gone quiet. But then again, like we've just discussed as well with leaks and everything, maybe being quiet isn't necessarily a bad thing. And if they can pull off similar with films like they've done with Skeleton Crew then great, because then we've got stuff to look forward to that'll be a nice, pleasant surprise. Um, but yeah, so there, it's just been noted, obviously, there was no major announcements there. It was all very much the Disney Plus stuff. Um, but that, you know, we've um, got what, so much. Just one quick question, though. What was the day called? D23. No, but wasn't it, wasn't it all dropped on Disney Plus day? Um... No, it didn't come after the because all of these announcements came over the weekend rather than Disney Plus Day. Well, I think Disney Plus Day kicked it off, didn't it? So, but I think I've, I've got I've got, oh, lot, yeah. I've got a lot to say about movies. So I think you know, if something's it, in development, it's, it's in like, development, and development development doesn't mean it's going to get made. Okay, so what we've got to remember no. is is our Taika Waititi. Okay, he is working on a Star Wars script for a movie that he's going to write and direct. Yeah, and Taika is a very busy man in Hollywood right now in the film industry. Oh, yeah. One of the directors there. He also probably isn't going to come to make a movie that's not ready. He's not going to be rushed to make a movie that's not ready. Um, so he'll take as long as he needs to in the writing process to get at the point where he likes it. And then when he gets it there, then he'll hand it in, and then we'll see if the studio will like it. Um, yeah. So that that will take as long as it takes, okay? So we need to not be like, oh, we need a movie right now. Like, no, no, like, let's just let, let's be organic. And let's just let it follow its natural organic progression. Yeah, no, and I think moving on I'll from put, that one, we've got we then got Ryan Johnson, who you know is you, you, the one to develop a Star Wars trilogy. Now, what Ryan Johnson did with his first film after the Last Jedi was get Oscar nominated for the script for Knives Out in a movie that was not only just you know a success at the box office, but was also critically acclaimed across the world. So he's now got like, I think it's a multi-movie deal with Netflix to make more of these movies and I want them now. So, you know, the, the next one, which is Glass Onion, I believe, um, is, is finished. It's in the can. Um, I believe critics have started watching it. Looks like it's getting really good reviews already on that. And it's already hit Netflix in October. Um, so, you know, another one who, he's a guy who he will write the project and direct the project and be hands-on all over the project. So again, you know, he he he's probably working on his Star Wars project in his spare time. Don't get us wrong, 
but you know he, he's also you know developing these movies for Netflix that are you know a Academy Award nominated, b big money, b critically acclaimed. Like do, do you know what I mean? So you've got that one, and then you've got um, the Patty Jenkins Rogue One Rogue Squadron movie, the X Wing movie. You know I think you know she's busy developing that. She's also working for Warner Brothers on their um, Wonder Woman franchise. Um, you know, there's been some issues with that franchise and with DC movies as a whole. She's probably involved in quite a lot of that and, you know, trying to figure out what's going on with that. So again, like these these people aren't just, it's not their sole focus. They're not just sitting down working on a Star Wars movie to then bring it out. It's like, you know, the, the, the people that are very busy and they're working on other projects at the minute. So it's not at the forefront. So I think, you know, try, don't get worked up that we haven't got a movie announced because if anything, I don't want them to announce a movie yeah. then to just take it back later. I will just wait. Well, they said, Wait, wait until this is, done. This is what I was going to point out, Piggy, is that is one of the things that's been discussed, is that it seems that Disney or Lucasfilm has learnt their lesson from previously announcing stuff and not delivering or being delayed. So therefore they're keeping it closer to their chest. So that's why there was a lot of talk about the fact that nothing wasn't mentioned wasn't that the films weren't being developed, but that they've learned that they don't want to make an announcement. And like you say, because these people, the Lucasfilm are going after the best directors that are out there at the moment. But because they're the best directors, they're also the busiest directors. Definitely. Um, so no, I completely get where, you know, completely agree. It was just, it was an interesting thing that obviously D23 because it's biannual, so you tend to get a couple of years' worth of announcements. Um, so, you know, previously, like we say, you've had the, the Rogue Squadron sort of teased, and then it's because of, you know, because of issues with the director being busy and that. So the, it's been noted that maybe the announcements weren't made to stop that sort of, problem occurring well i mean again um, though just to straighten her up but i think you know they've announced that they've announced that the, the the rogue squadron film is like is in development all right so it's yeah announced that so but it's still in development so you, you, there's nothing else to announce yeah do you know what no, I mean I the, could, same, I the same with the the same with the um taika waititi one you know they announced his in being in development again with a nice little star wars sort of font logo not like a dinosaur drew it or something like do you know what i mean and it was lovely, yeah. but again, like nothing else has developed since, so there's no new announcement to make. So, like, they're not going to create announcements. I think people just need to calm down. Um, no, but I think that's what they're saying is they've seemed to have learned from that because that's where the, the by making these announcements about in development, everyone knows in the movie industry there is development hell. There's films that get announced they're going to be made and sometimes don't appear for 10, 15 years. Lucasfilm had got into a stage where they kept announcing stuff that was in development and then it was seen as a failure because it didn't arrive. But that's not a failure, it's just that they're busy working on it. So by not making any announcements about the films, they're just assuming that they've learned not to cause that sort of uh, issue. I, I, I don't know, I think we need to be careful on the language because I think, like, who are we to say that Lucasfilm have learned? Kathleen Kennedy has done more of this more for this world storytelling than me and you could do in oh in yeah definitely. like you know we need to be very careful with our words i think um so for me i think you know 
they haven't announced any movies because there's no movies on the slate yet. Um, there's movies in development that they've already announced the previous events. Um, and it looks like maybe there's no other movies in development right now, apart from the ones that they've already announced that are in development. Nothing more to report, so therefore I haven't reported anything, which to me just makes yeah. perfect sense. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I think, I just think, it's, yeah, I, I just think, you know. It's, it's, it's like you say, with everything that's going on with DC at the moment, um, it's it seems to be different companies are getting themselves into a pickle with trying to, you know, juggle things. But it's a hard, it's a hard industry. You know, they've got to make, they've got to make a film that's appeals to people and makes money. Um, and sometimes uh, that doesn't always work. And then it's classed as a failure. Which I think is sad because some of the films that are classed as failures to me are some of the best ones. Well, I think you've got to look, um, you've got to look you at know. you've got to look at time as well. So you know, if you take Scarface starring Al Pacino, yeah, was a flop when it came out. Yeah, exactly. It's now a cult classic and grows you know millions upon billions of dollars. So you you know, I think you know, I think I mean, I don't want to get I don't want to delve too much into it, but I just think I just think we just need uh, everyone seems to be calm and just let. Let the folks at the studio do the work they're doing, and we're going to get good Star Wars. Let's just let's just enjoy it. You know, we've just exactly. talked about we've just talked about five projects. You know that we were getting excited about. So you know, <laughs> you know, so I think you know people just need to calm down and just be just. It's not as if we're not getting no, we're getting loads of Star Wars. Do you know what I mean? Well, and what we got to remember as well is you know what was the gap between. Um, Return of the Jedi and Phantom Menace, um, uh, and by being patient and waiting, we we got a whole new trilogy that was brilliant in my mind. You know, it has its issues, but it carried on the story that we all loved. Um, so yeah, no, I completely agree. I I, I just wanted to highlight the fact that it'd been noted, but I felt it was that. It it's been moving forward by the the fact that they're they're playing things closer to their chest. And I think another um, thing as well because... is that Lucasfilm's very very good. Where Lucasfilm is not like the other studios and the Disney um, family, where you know D twenty three is the be all and end all. You know, we also have our no. yearly, yearly Star Wars celebration, where stuff that isn't announced D twenty three can be announced. Yeah, definitely. Um, and obviously, you know, you and I are both looking forward to plenty more announcements um, when we're there in London in, in a few months' time. Um, but there was one announcement as well that I, I forgot about because there's another series that's very much in the, in the stages that I think will be announced at Celebration, and that's The Acolyte. Um, and I know they've just announced another act, um, actor joining the cast of that. So that was um, that came out on Disney Plus Day, though I believe. No, fantastic! Just lots of lots of Star Wars coming. It's going to be really good. There, there is, um, and it, it is. It's so much coming that <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to fit it all in. 
Indeed. And then also, not just Star Wars, but other Lucasfilm projects. I was thinking Willow's coming to Disney Plus as a series. And then, obviously, Indiana yeah. Jones 5 also had a presence there. Yeah. Yeah, both of those, you know, had a big presence, um, looking really good. Um, Willow, they announced that Christian, uh, that was another one that it sort of slipped under the net that Christian Slater was going to be in it. Um, which again, you know, just, uh, it showed that I, I actually, you know, I, I don't know if you took it as me criticizing Lucasfilm. I think at the moment Lucasfilm have got their fingers on the pulse, which they've been criticized in the past not for having. And I just think it's uh, with the announcements that came this weekend. It's it's a really exciting time. Oh, it's the most exciting time. I think you know we've got. I said and and Ori is gonna be a game changer because it's it's the it's the biggest live action series they've done. Twelve episodes. Yeah, I mean it's, it's that's gonna be huge. And then you know going on from that, we'll see where we go. But I think you know there's a lot there's a lot coming. Um, it's exciting. It's controlled. Um. It's a lot as well, and it's it's gonna be it's gonna be absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah. Any closing thoughts? I think we've discussed. I think we haven't discussed. You want to discuss before we wrap it up, Jason? Um, no, I think there's um, that's pretty much. Obviously, there was so much to digest. Um, and apologies, I haven't had the chance to completely digest it all yet. Um, but it's just exciting times. Um. And we, I'm sure over the next few weeks, um, when we get and or landing, and obviously we're going to have a lot of time to, we've got 12 episodes to work our way through. I think yourself, um, Kat, <laughs> and Ian, and myself are going to be pretty busy. Imagine so. Uh, the busy hospital's going to be able to get all at the same time, available at the same time. I imagine. <laughs> yeah. No, spot on. Jason, where can the people find you on social media? I am, as usual, um, I've forgotten now. At Hondo Ling on Twitter and Instagram. That's the one. That's the one. There we go. Thank you, Pete. Um, You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Geordie Jedi Pete. You can find the podcast on Twitter at Boars Star. You can find the podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Star Wars Podcast. Um, obviously, Kat and Ian um, weren't available to record tonight, but we hope they're doing well. I'm sure they're having a lovely time this Sunday evening. Um, also want to wish a happy 30th birthday to Caitlin from Sky Talkers. Happy birthday, Caitlin. Hope you had a great time at Disney, enjoying all the delights. Um, it certainly looks like you did. Um, big shout out to podcast founder, Alan. Thanks for making all this possible. Um, Obviously, the Queen passed away, uh, the English Queen. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I think, just want to quickly say, I think, you know, she lived a, a long life, a fantastic life, um, you know, gave a lot of service. And I think there's a lot of people sad right now where I feel quite happy because I think we should celebrate her life, really, rather than mourn it. I think, you know, she she lived a fantastic I... life. She did a lot. And I think the country should be proud, but we should also celebrate rather than trying to be sad about it. I, I completely, I'd love to second that because I've heard a lot of Chris, you know, a lot of things, oh, we need to cancel this. And I'd like to say that one thing that stood out for me with our Queen was that 
she didn't count if she couldn't do it she she'd found a way to try and do it and she was you know it was always very much keep your chin up and carry on and i think that's something that you know she did the country pride in the way that she did that 100 percent, yeah um you know she did everything she could um sad lived a great life gave everything she could for 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 you know for Great Britain, um, I think that's something I want to celebrate. Um, and uh, you know, I think, yeah. I think she lived a fantastic life. And obviously, sad to see her go, but she was also here a lot of years. Um, and it's now time for the next generation to pick up the pick up the baton, pick up the sword, pick up the crown, and uh, and try and do the same again. Um, which I'm sure Charles will attempt to do to his best of his ability. Um, but no, yeah, I just I just want to quickly mention that because it was obviously quite a, it's quite a big news story here in the UK. Um, yeah being portrayed as quite a sad thing to be honest but i think you know looking at the you know trying to look at the positive side of it i think you know she was a role model um she lived a life for the fullest um she lived a long and long life um you know and i think i think it's like to celebrate rather than like to mourn um that is all from myself it's all from jason um obviously we'll be back soon with a new episode if you're listening to this episode on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please leave us a top review. Um, only takes a couple of seconds. We really do appreciate it. Helps people find us um, when they're searching for Star Wars podcasts, and it helps us book guests. Um, if you're listening on another type of podcast for uh, podcast format where it allows you to leave reviews again, just leave us a top review, please. Um, nice little comment would be fantastic as well. And again, just helps people find us, helps spread the word. But no, that's all from me. May the force be with you all, and remember, always tell that to Kanja Club. Hello, Star Wars listeners. This is Savannah Odit. You might know me as host of the Dorky Diva Show with my co-host Brian Balance. I am also producer of The Adventures of the Zolan Dart, which is a Star Wars-inspired audio drama that we produced over the last year. If you love stories uh, about smugglers, courage, heroic characters, and maybe a few foes along the way, you should go to thedorkydivashow.com and listen to The Adventures of the Zolan Dart today. Shout! We've got your pigs. Were any of the critters harmed? What did you do now? I didn't do anything. I just freaked out for no reason. It was nice doing business with you again. Maybe next time we could deliver something less... Temperamental. <laughs> now, what you call temperamental, I call fun. Hey, is there a place nearby where I can make some repairs? Uh, oh yeah, three clicks south of here, you'll find a small spaceport. Uh, they, they should have what you need, as long as it's nothing too big. Dynamic class. My stars, you don't hear about many of those still being spaceworthy. It's been in my family for a while. She's pretty great. Uh, any chance you have a hovercart we can use to load up? I'll check out the holonet to see if anything new has come up in the sector. My name is Sereth Khan. I am the chief here on Gamai. My people and I have been experiencing food shortages as of late due to unforeseen natural occurrences. We are looking to hire someone. I say we take this one. The pay is great and it's the type of job we're familiar with. Welcome, welcome. You must be Captain Otoa. I've already sent word to Pactu to expect you in the next cycle or so. You told him we were coming before we even accepted the job. That's rather presumptuous, isn't it? Uh, perhaps, though 
Once I received confirmation that you were interested and on your way here, I couldn't help but hope. Fair enough. Well, we'll be back as soon as we can. Well, that's not good. Is that blaster fire I hear? Ah, so you're the one. Captain, it sounds like they want to do this the hard way. <laughs> I love when they got some fight in them. Oh, uh, this is bad. This is bad. We're about to have a lot of company. I'll see you soon. <laughs>